Hey everybody, it's Dan. Welcome or welcome back to the Bridge Church Podcast. Please, at the end of this podcast, take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Head over to thebridgelive.org and find access to all of our church information. Plus, it's the easiest way to share content with a friend and keep up with everything going on around here at the Bridge Church. But most importantly, I hope you find the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey, getting from where you are to where you want to be. Cross that bridge. Enjoy. God has really blessed me with a prophetic gift. And I think he's blessed me with a the type of gift that sees the big picture. And um, it's been growing over the last 10 years when I first learned about the seven mountains of culture, which was over 10 years ago. And I didn't know at the time how important that was going to be for a time like this, because we really are in a time. Um, I don't know if you folks know it or not, but we um, are in a time where we've lost our country. And it's gone over the tipping point. And if Hillary Clinton would have gotten in, we would have been done. Um, God sent Donald Trump to shed light on what is happening in this country. And he's not our savior, but he is a person that has to shine light on what is, is happening and to tear down the strongholds in government and in all the areas of culture, actually. I believe what God is having us do, it's the church that's going to save this country, not Donald Trump. Amen. Amen. And what he's um, calling us to do is be our place, to, to step into our place in the seven mountains of culture. And I won't go into all seven, but there are some really important ones. Um, media, for instance. If you're called to media, you need to stand up. You need to tell the truth and not be politically correct anymore. If you're called, if you're a mother or a father, don't think that your place isn't important. You need to bring up your kids to send them out into all areas of culture. It's the church that's going to change things. It's not... It's not just one area. Um, I don't know if, if y'all see what's happening, like in um, arts and entertainment, Hollywood, how it's all being exposed, all the, the children that are being set free from all the, the nastiness and the dirtiness of these people in Hollywood, the sex rings, and they... They are involved in Satan worshiping. I don't know if you know it or not, but they are. And it's starting to be exposed. The Lord is exposing. He is shedding his light on all these things. Um, Ephesians 6.12 says, For we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers against the rulers of darkness of this age it's a war it's a war right now and we need to take our part in prayer praying 
And the most important thing is our relationship with the Lord. We need to get with him and um, in our secret place and develop a relationship with him so we can go out into these areas of culture. I won't go into all of them. Um, for instance, if you're a teacher, go, be bold. Stand up for the, stand up for the truth no matter what your boss says. Um, the church is religion. The big one now is media, and I think that's the one that the Lord's working on really, really heavily right now, exposing, because most of America listens to mainstream media, and, you know, it's not their fault. The enemy has infiltrated this, and what they've been telling the American people have, has been believed. And um, the Lord is shining a light on that. And hopefully, well, I won't say hopefully. I know that it's going to be exposed. And it's all going to be torn down. So that's what, those are the things that the Lord's been showing me. Amen. Uh, Polly. Good morning, guys. It's so great to see all of you here in my home. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm going to back up just a little um, before COVID happened because I think it, it kind of is the testimony of what God has been revealing to me. And that was that um, at a coffee shop one night, the subject was um, leaving a legacy. And so I thought, I'm leaving a legacy for my family. And everybody else was talking about leaving a legacy for God. And I was like, wow, I don't, I don't know where I've left that. And so I went home that night, and I prayed, and I said, do you have a place for me, Lord? Because I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm just doing this for for my family, you know, I want people to see you and me, but um, I'm not working for you, and I'm willing to be a vessel, and I started dreaming, <laughs> and I knew it was not just, you know, a regular dream, it was unique, it was, you know, um, it was prophetic dreams type things, and um, so I started, I started going and looking into it, and, and, um, and just trying to, you know, what, what are you saying? How do I use this? And so forth. Um, I had saw 11-11. And um, I had heard revival. And I had heard awakening. And all these, these things that were just so excited. I, I, I was seeing, I was partnering with, the, with God on um, and what he was showing us for this coming, this coming year. I really believe that. And so when... Um, when this all came about and we're at home, um, I'm like, I need to get ready. I could see that this is, this is a different season that we are in, you know? And I don't feel equipped. I'm, I'm here praying for people, but I don't feel like I'm used to being in a, um, a power, you know, position of, of speaking of authority, you know? And so I was just trying to get to that place, you know? And uh, one day the Lord's like, wow you're really busy. 
because I'm reading books and I'm listening to podcasts and I'm trying to get this in my, my spirit so that I could be, you know, here for you guys to help you get, um, you know, that connection and, and, um, and healing and all that. I didn't want to be a hindrance, you know. And then I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm giving you what you need. You don't need to do it yourself. So then, okay, now I'm seeing things in a, a different, you know, okay, I'm just going to go read the Bible every day and, and talk to you. And I'm, um, I'm seeing, okay, the, the Bible is all of a sudden coming to life. How many of you feel that? <laughs> and we're, you know, we're walking through with Moses and we're seeing Jesus in a different way. And, and Revelation is just like right around the corner. <laughs> and I'm thinking, boy, uh, we need to get the harvest ready. You know, I'm, I'm praying for souls, and, um, and I'm, while I'm not fearful of COVID, I'm fearful for another reason, and I'm just feeling this warfare, you know, and I'm praying, Lord, what's that all about? He says, I need you to partner with me. I need you to intercede and be praying for people. And so um, one of the books that I read um, had talked about 1111, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. And I kind of put it out there, who else is hearing this, you know? Turns out a lot of people are hearing that. I had also heard one morning, wake up, you know, which woke me up. It's like, what you got to say, you know? <laughs> and other people are saying that. And so I think the Lord is. He's trying to wake us up. So um, let's see, right here. Isaiah 11.11. God's hand will move the second time to recover the remnant of his people. Redemption, restoration, and a time of gathering the harvest. So I think as we, um, as Pentecost was coming here, you know, that there was such an urgency on my, um, on my heart that we need to be together because I, you know, I'm not putting any expectations on the Lord, but I feel like he's moving. He's got plans. And so I began having a dream kind of a random dream, which I was going to just, you know, pass off as nothing, and um, he wouldn't let it go, so I started interpreting it, and I really felt that he was like, you need to offer the house for, for church, so I did, <laughs> and um, well, here we are. <laughs> One thing led to another, and here we are, um, and it was uh, great that so many of you showed up, but I don't think he's done with Pentecost. I think we're crossing over now. And, um, yeah, and I think that we need, to, we need to stop focusing on these giants around us and focus on what the Lord is handing us, you know. We're, we were in a time of the wilderness with the, the Lord and his presence and his guidance and his protection. And now we're crossing over that, that Jordan into a promised land, into a new land. And I think we just all need to receive that right now. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Tony. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, the first thing I want to say is I want to thank God for healing my mother. And God told me, you know, he showed me that during any circumstance or anything that's going on in the world, God is still in control. And he's able to heal during this time. Amen. 
My mom was diagnosed with cancer, bladder, and they wanted to take her bladder out, and they said that 75% of the people that go through that surgery has major complications. My mom was going to go that route, but she says, no, I think I'll take the other way. So she did the chemo. She did the radiation. She did her, her uh, last sessions uh, probably about, uh, about a month ago, and then she had to do a follow-up, and she came back with a good report that God had healed her. And I thank God for that, too. Um, you know, uh, um, you know, when you were talking about the, the seven mountain mandate, you know, God's been dealing with me that as well. And and I thank you, uh, Michelle, Pastor, that um, you guys came to me because I didn't want to solicit anything. And the the T-shirts that we've been making. OK, first of all, we're sign makers. OK, and that's what we do. Uh, we make signs out of vinyl, we wood and what so, whatnot. And um, but. The important thing is that what God's put on my heart on the seven mountain mandate was that get more involved in the business, not only business, but the media and and uh, and the arts. And uh, so anyways, uh, he's given me some some designs and whatnot. And the T-shirts are meant to start a conversation. And that's what, we're, what it's all about. So in other words, we got to get out of our comfort zone. And start to get out there. Let the word go. And that's what we got to do. Um, I think that, you know, that we look at the walls and we say, it's us for no more. But, you know, it's not meant that way. We're supposed to go out and bring them in. That's what, what it's all about. And, uh, well, anyways, um, when um, the pastors come up to me and ask me if I would talk what, God, what God's been speaking to me um, during this time, I mean, he's been downloading a, a lot of different things. And uh, <clears throat> well, anyway, so it's kind of like, you know, the world right now is at a place and we're isolated and, and we're in turmoil and the world really wants to go back to normal. Well, they want to go back over there. But I got a new word for you. It's not going to happen that way. We got a new normal. And, 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 and I feel like, like Abraham, you know, God said, okay, Abraham, you're going now. So, so what Abraham did was he got out of his comfort zone and he was going where God took him. So he started going and he was looking for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God. So, so in other words, he left his family, he left everything, his comfort zone, his, everything, that his surroundings to go where God told him to go. But you know what? He didn't know where he was going. That was it. But, but he went by faith. And then, well, anyways, long story short, he did tell him, hey, Abraham, your children are going to come back over here over 400 years. So, so here we are. We're in Egypt now. Okay, we were born here, and that's the only thing that we know. We're in Egypt. So the plagues come, the real Passover, and we experience a real Passover, by the way. We're all in isolation, regardless of where it came from, but God allowed it. Okay, and that's what we got to accept. But the, what is the meaning behind it? That's the important question. And I believe that God has stopped the world to say, hey, I'm still in control. 
you believe that? God is still in control. Well, anyways, the children of Israel were there in Egypt. The plagues came, and it came time for them to go. Okay? But before they went, there was a transfer of wealth. And that was uh, pretty interesting. So what I've seen, what God showed me, was that there's somewhat a transfer going on here. Okay? Um, we see um, the frontline workers more important than the CEOs of the companies. You know? The doctors and the nurses, and they became more important. The, the, the store workers, they became more important than the CEOs of the companies. And, and, I, and I see this going on. You know? But then again, the children of Israel were going where God was leading. That's the important thing, okay? And so that's what we've got to do is we've got to step out by faith, believing that God is leading us to a, a, a place. We don't know where we're going, but we've got we to gotta go. And that's the important thing. And one other thing that uh, uh, I want to talk about here is that I heard a message one time, and I talked to Noel about that, uh, about an eagle and its little chickadees, okay? And the, the eagle goes out, and he flies around, and he grabs the food, and he feeds the children, okay? And as he's feeding them, they start to grow up, and it gets to a point where that they've got to leave the nest. So you know what? The, the mama does in order for the chickadees to leave the nest, he starts to tear up the nest. He makes it so uncomfortable for, for, the, for the, the little chickadees that they have no choice but to bust the move. Okay? So, so, so anyways, long story short is that they get to the edge of the nest. Okay? And it comes time to fly. And you know what happens? Once they take that leap, they go. It's a point of no return. Yeah. And that is where we are right now. And I believe that the center basically made it uncomfortable for us so that we as a church has to get up and bust the move. We've got to go. We've got to learn to fly. We've got to get out of these four walls. And that's what I believe that that's where we are. Amen. You know? Amen. And that's what I have. Yeah. Oh, one other thing, too. Oh, I forgot. And it talks about like um, when Gideon, when Gideon uh, was going to war, and it, I think it was the Midianites that he was going to um, go fight. Um, well, anyways, there were too many of the Israelites, and God says, you guys got way too many. So what you got to do is talk to the people and tell them, hey, if you're afraid, go home. So... There was like, I can't remember how many people left, but there was a lot of them left. And there's only like 12,000 left. And he says, well, there's still too many. And so have them go down to the pond and drink the water. And, and the important thing that I want you to, uh, to know here is that they all drink. But it's not how they, I mean, it's not that they drink the water. It's how they drink the water is important, okay? And so there's a lot of things going out here, a lot of information that's going out, but you got to watch what you're drinking or how you're drinking the water. And so, so he, that's what he was telling me, he says that, you know, that we really got to, what we hear, we got to check it out with the word. We've got to check it out to, with the word because 
there's so much stuff going on that, you know, that's, that's we got to compare it to the word. We can't just accept anything, okay? So watch how you drink the water. That's good. He mentioned that uh, he mentioned that in a connect group and I oh man, that's that's so good. That's so good. Uh okay, uh Tina, you wanted to share. Get myself together here. Okay, so I'm not a prophet or anything. I just read God's word and I've been asking God to get rid of crap inside of me so I can be used by him. And in April, I was praying about my finances and about romantic relationships. You all know I'm single. And I read Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. So I read that right after I prayed. Right after I read that, we had an earthquake. <laughs> and I just was like laughing because I know God is gonna take care of me. God is going to take care of each one of you. Um, a lot of things have been happening <laughs> inside my heart through God's word. And I even shared it if um, this last time we met together is that um, over the last several years, um, feel like I'm in an AA meeting. <laughs> um, I, I have been wrestling with drinking. Granted, I am not drinking heavily. One or two drinks a night here throughout the week. But I've realized I need to stop doing that because that is like something that's preventing me, my spirit, from receiving God's spirit and allowing me to be sold out for him. So it's been 10 days, and I'm really excited because I feel like I'm, I'm coming back to God um, over the last several years and just the big changes he's making in me. Um, and like you guys shared, to be out there and to say, hey, this is how God's working in me. He can do it for you. Um, especially with our women's, or I shouldn't say women, it happens to be women, but it's for our sur suicide survivor support group. And um, like I shared last time we met, None of us would have chosen that road. I wouldn't have chosen it. But here God has put me in that place. And um, I know, because my son died by suicide, that is healing me from that and taking that 
deep, deep pain and using it for his glory. Um, I don't know. I guess that's all I have to say. So. That's super amazing. Uh, it, 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 isn't it a blessing to watch what God has done in Tina's life? Uh, anybody else want to talk about God? Want to talk about, oh, yes. I knew you were going to want to. Yeah, I thought you might. <laughs> I know you guys hear from me a lot since I'm up here a lot. but And some of you, I think, have heard this story before, but I feel like there's going to be somebody who hasn't heard my story before that needs to. Um, about a little over a year and a half ago, I was in, well, actually about two years ago, almost exactly, I was in a state where I could not function. I had so much anxiety, I couldn't even go into work. And <laughs> I had to take an LOA, leave of absence. Um, I took seven weeks off. I brought a note from the doctor who says, she can't be a manager anymore. <laughs> Um, I took a pay cut of about 50%, went back to an entry-level position, um, and I also realized that the church I was attending before was also giving me a very similar level of anxiety. And when I say can't function, I'm talking not just anxiety, migraines, multiple times a week, can't function. Um, and to the point where I was just, I was hiding in media. I was just escaping with movies and music and podcasts, just anything to not be in my own head. And I did not have a good relationship with God. I believed in him. I just, I was no good at talking to him. <laughs> I was no good at asking him or reading his word. I just, my relationship was more of a stranger that I barely knew him. I believed in him. I knew he was real, but that was about it. And um, on a whim, I'm thinking, I don't want my son to feel like I am forcing this particular version of Christianity down his throat. And I can't go to my own church anyway. <laughs> so let's go try another church. We just happened to try the bridge first. And we felt so at home, so welcome that we've not gone anywhere else. And I know most of you haven't seen the way I was when I couldn't function, but even my brother who knew me very well, he was living with me during a lot of this transformation, he looked at me and went, what have you done with my sister? Like, I was so different. I still am. I'm still growing. I've still got a long way to go. But the Lord has done such an amazing work in me. And he knew that you guys needed somebody who could sing just as much as he knew I needed to sing. I had, I'd actually been not singing for probably over five years. And it hurts my soul not to sing. God wove it into me. And I, I know that God has woven something into you that you need to use so that you're an instrument in his hands. And that can be an instrument that creates music. It could be an instrument like what a carpenter uses to create something new. It, it doesn't matter what kind of instrument it is. I mean, it could be an instrument of healing like a doctor uses. There are so many ways we can be an instrument in his hands. And yeah, it hurts to let him shape us. I know. 
<laughs> but in the end, we have a smooth finish. In the end, we're beautiful. In the end, we are an instrument that helps him create miracles. And I just want you to find what that is in your life so that you can find the same joy that I'm learning. And I know there's so much higher I can go with God. And I know you can too. And I just want that for everybody. Anybody else? Anybody else want to share? Going once, going twice. All right. Okay, let's close. Father, we thank you so much for all that you've been doing in every church in every person. Each one of us is the church. Thank you, Father, for building your church. One thing we know about Jesus is that he loves to build his church. Thank you for building each church in this room, God. And thank you for giving us feet. Thank you for making each one of us a mobile church. That each one of us is the worship. Each one of us is the preacher. Each one of us is the greeter. Each one of us is whatever you want us to be, Father, to a lost and dying world. We have heard your mandate. We have heard your call. And we are answering it, God. We will go out into the world and we will seek and save the lost. And we will bring home your lost kids. And we will be bold and we will talk about you, and we will preach the gospel, and we will tell people about the awesome relationship. We will tell people about our husband and our best friend. I tell people about my husband and my best friends all the time, and I tell them about you all the time. That's what we're here for. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for creating in us a church that is turned outward. Thank you, Father, for giving us the opportunity to change our world. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's keep iron sharpening iron. Let's keep building each other up, but let's keep going out. Let's keep talking. Let's keep, you know, we, we need to make a difference. This world needs Jesus. And the only way they're going to know Jesus is through those of us that know Jesus, right? Nobody's going to know my husband unless introduce them to him. And they really probably won't want to know him until I tell him how amazing he is. Like, you got to meet this guy. <laughs> right? Same thing with Jesus. You got to meet this guy. He'll change everything about you. Amen. Doesn't he? Hasn't he changed everything about you? And then, and he's still working on us. Amen. I can't tell you how much we love you. I think, I think that we should think like this, getting ready to brainwash you. Everywhere, yeah, getting ready to give you a cup of Kool-Aid. No, seriously. <laughs> Tina said it, I had to repeat it. It's her fault. Um, uh, I think that we need to be, have, have the constant mindset that every church service we come to, every connect group we come to, we bring somebody. We invite. We at least invite. Amen? 
Um, or, you know, um, we get out and we meet our neighbors and we make sure that our neighbors know I'm here. I live right here at 14943 and I'm here. I'm a, I'm a girl that prays. I just, hi, I'm Michelle, and I'm a girl that prays. And I want you to know I live right here, and if you ever need anything, you need me to pray for anything, you need to know that when I pray, God hears me. Just saying. He hears me, and he answers my prayers. So if you need anything, I'm right here. Whatever it is, you know, whatever God puts on your heart, we just need to do it. We just need to. He's put, he's put us in our neighborhoods for a reason. Amen, right? He's put us in our, I saw you, you put something like that on Facebook. Um, he puts us in our neighborhoods for a reason. He puts people around us in our lives for a reason because we're supposed to be affecting the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, our lives, our lives, purpose, and that is Jesus' purpose. Amen? Amen. We love you. Thank you so much for coming to church. We'll see you on Wednesday. She Reads Truth. Bridge to Hope on Friday. Amen. Bridge to Hope on Friday. Come on out. Amen. Love you. Have a good, good Sunday. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the South Jordan, West Jordan, Harriman, or Riverton area, we would love for you to come and engage with us at our weekend gathering at the Daybreak Community Center in Daybreak, which is attached to South Jordan. For directions, service time, and information about our fabulous children and student environments, head over to thebridgelive.org for information, and we'll see you next time.